Welcome to Playing With Perspective, the suspended animation podcast, where we hear real stories from real people and we tackle all sorts of fun topics in the areas of business, marketing, entrepreneurship, mindset, the arts, and well, life itself. It's amazing what you'll pick up. Thanks for joining us. Perspective, the Suspended Animation Podcast. It's episode 208, and I have the fantastic Ethan Cassiotis in the house. How are you doing, Ethan? I'm awesome, mate. How are you doing? I'm very well, mate. I love it. Everyone out there, we've got a great show today. It's all about enjoying life with multiple businesses. So, Ethan is a business growth expert, investor, international speaker, coach mentor, consultant, and podcast host. He helps business owners grow and scale their business to create wealth and freedom in their life. Ethan hosts the Business Growth Show, where he interviews successful entrepreneurs and celebrities, including Jay Abraham, Bruce Buffer, Gillian Michaels, Nick Bell, and George Kukas. He has spoken on stage in front of a thousand people and two and a half thousand people in Los Angeles, along with many other stages in Australia. Ethan has personally worked with many of Australia's largest brands, including Kmart, Target, Westfield, Catch, Coles, Department of Defense, and lots more. So, mate, you're a busy bloke. I know I'm busy doing a few things, but you put me to shame. <laughs> That's it, mate. I like having a few different things going on. So, uh, yeah. Keep wow. Um, but tell us a bit about your backstory, a little bit more about how you came about, you know, into this world of business and what, you know, what you kind of specialize in and why you love it. Yeah, definitely. So I grew up in Adelaide, South Australia, which is like a, you know, a smaller capital city in Australia, a bit more like yep. a big country town. And parents were high school teachers. Um, so I was sort of brought through, you know, to do well at school. And I started my entrepreneurial journey actually selling VCD movies. So whatever people remember those, this is when normal movies were put on two CDs that were normal. And I had oh, one right. of the first um, CD burners <laughs> when they first came out, right? When you could burn CDs. So I'd, oh, I'd get them off my cousin and I would burn them. And, um, you know, then I'd sell multiples at a time because I didn't know if anyone else had a burner. So I'd sell at least that's five it. at a so time. You're selling counterfeit videos already. Back yes, then. that's it. Do what you got to do when you're in year 10. Um, there at 15, 16 years old. Um, so that was a good start to the career. And towards the end of school, didn't like it and basically dropped out. And my parents didn't like that, as you can imagine, being teachers and yeah. um, basically got a job at a big environmental company from there at 18 years old and did a lot of cool things, worked my way up to, you know, still at 19, taking over major reporting for two states and, you know, being a key super user in the computer system, SAP, among many other things. And then got basically headhunted by the head office in Sydney um, to move there and um, thought, why not? Um, and yeah, was the middleman with our business development department. So, um, you know, worked with a lot of tenders and big accounts and did reporting stuff, did a lot of cool, cool projects. Um, and then basically, you know, people would always talk about business and I basically worked my way up, right? I didn't have anything and um, all these degrees and stuff. And I worked out, I could get into doing an MBA, a master of business administration at one of the big unis here, UTS, um, based on over eight years experience working, which I had, I had eight and a half years at that time. So I thought, all right, let's go into it. And it was, it was very challenging for me to study, right? Like I, I had a lot of limiting stuff growing up. My dad was very hard and negative on me. So when I dropped out of school, um, my dad said, you'll never be able to study. Um, when my, my teachers, especially one said, you'll never be successful at that time. 
you can imagine this, right? When I moved to Sydney, my dad said, you never, you wouldn't last six months um, oh because God. everything was done for me at home, right? But I, having a big sporting background and, and won a lot of championships, um, I wasn't always the best skillful player, but I had the most dedication. I put in the most passion into what I did. And I would always find a way to keep going. If you tell myself I can't do something, yeah, I say, watch always, me, that's, right? that's the fuel. Like, you, <laughs> that's the fuel. You, tell you, you can't do it. That's what will keep you going and you'll prove them wrong. Exactly. So, um, you know, I was able to, to do that and I knew it was going to be hard for me to study, but I was like, I'm, I'm going to prove it to my dad that I can, but also to myself because I wanted to learn this as well. Right. Um, to learn more about business and, Left there, um, started my first business, which is Waste Management Consulting, um, six, seven years ago now. And yeah, it was basically providing my expertise to the industry and helped Westfield save over $4 million a year on their waste and recycling, helped Kmart and Target save over $2 million a year. Oh, Did a lot of cool things, you know, working with these big brands and still do today. Um, and then, you know, people would come to me and ask me questions about business and, uh, you know, networking events or whatever. I'm like, oh, why don't you do this, 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 and this? And they're like, that's really good. You know, can you just say that again? I need to write this down. So <laughs> yeah. I realized I had a very good skill or I've got a extremely good memory and very good at connecting dots, strategizing ahead. I'm like, okay, well, I've got to create a business out of this, um, you know, because it's obviously a good skill, superpower type of thing of mine. And yeah, so I started business coaching, mentoring uh, 2019, um, just before COVID. And um, so it's mostly been online and really been having clients all over the world there and, and teaching them all areas of business because I'm basically saying like, it's almost like a fast track MBA. Don't worry about spending 50, hundred grand and four or five years of your life. Like I did to do it. I'll give you the real keys in all these nine areas of business. Um, so you can make better decisions. And I also became an NLP master practitioner. So big on mindset for myself, but also help my clients because that's obviously a big thing as well there. And then um, soon after COVID, one of my coaches with hundreds of millions um, just over three years ago said, Hey, you need a podcast. I was like, all right, well, um, I've been thinking about it. Most people have, I know you obviously help people with this as well and thought, okay, this is the name interview him as one of the first ones and just committed to it from the start. I know I've been on your show as well. And, um, you know, talked about this more in depth and then, yeah, just been going strong for three years plus now, um, over 150 episodes, which has been great. And then, yeah, started another company uh, with a, a mate, a friend and partner recently as well, looking at acquiring assets and businesses and things too. So I've got a few things going on, investing in other yeah. things as well. So there's a little bit about the story and how it sort of came about and how I'm able to help people from a lot of different angles today. I love it. Well done. I mean, and, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is, oh, my God, you're a busy guy, you know, <laughs> how do you juggle it all? But everybody says that to me, too, because obviously I do a few different things as well. I do some podcasting, I do some recruitment, I do some social media, I do some photography, blah, blah, blah. And people say, oh, man, if you just stick to one thing and dedicate yourself to one thing, you'll do much better. But my view is I wouldn't be happy. So what's your take on, you know, on that from a bit, you know, obviously you're coaching people with you know, from a business point of view, if people come to you and say, oh, I want to do this, this, and this, and this, um, like you, what do you tell them? Yeah, it's a great question. And I'm definitely very much like you that I like variety and like yeah. different things that I do because, you know, and it, it depends on the person a little bit as well. But let me just say is that when we get into our first business, um, as an example, it may be exactly ticking all the boxes in terms of loving what we do, but we yeah. might be very good at it, right? Yeah. Like I had over 10 years experience in waste management and I started a waste consulting business, right? Yep. So I'm very good at that. Yep. But then something else pops up like the coaching and going, hey, I really want to give back and help other people, you know, whatever it is for you and go, well, 
I can do both of these and you just got to obviously commit to it, um, into what you do. Like I wouldn't say necessarily go from one business to 10 businesses, you know, the next day and try and do all of that, but do it strategically in what you're doing. Now, some people say, oh, focus on one, grow it and everything like that. But one of my coaches who's sold businesses for 30 million, 40 million and things like that, he says he minimum has two businesses going at a time, right? Wow. So this is someone extremely successful that is doing that. And the benefits of this as well is it reduces your risk because think about COVID, great example. Some businesses and industries were falling flat or there was more challenges or whatever like that. So if you've got businesses that do different things, if one is lagging for whatever reason, the cash flow and the revenue and profit of the other one can prop it up, right? So you've got your, your risk is, is you're more de-risked with having multiple businesses and multiple income streams yeah. in that way as well. So I think that's important. But it's also, you know, being committed to what these things are, right? Like you've got to say, okay, well, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to be committed, whether it's yourself with business partners and working out how you can make that happen. I think it's a mindset thing as well, where I always tell myself, I find a way to make it happen. Even though I've got all these things on, I know that I will always make the time because time is all about priorities to make things happen. Whatever it is in that day where I need to do podcast interviews or yep. coach clients or do some you know, work for my consulting, whatever, right? I, I know I always find a way and I'll do what it takes to make it happen in that way. So I think if you're going to do it, you're the type of person that likes this and likes differences. And maybe, you know, you might not be a, a full purposeful business, but it gives you cash flow. If that gives you cash flow, so you can then pursue your purposeful business, or maybe it's just something that you just enjoy to have, spend your time in. It doesn't even make money, but you can do, you know, that much money, but makes enough and you can do both. And it ticks all those boxes for you. I think it's extremely powerful to really enjoy your life, right? And what you do. Yeah, I think a really, really good point. And I love the way you said it is really a balance. Like it's, there's two sides of the coin. You know, one is you're de-risking things by taking on more and allowing for, you know, multiple revenue streams, but you're also expending energy. So it's a bit of a balancing act between, you know, how much energy and, and that's where the personality and your own, you know, your own way of being and your own way of thinking and your self-care and your mindset come into it because you've really got to be organized and you've really got to be, um, rigid in in your processes and your systems and you've got to be really good in that side of things otherwise you can end up just running yourself you know into the ground yeah so i think that's that's the key as well yeah and just one thing i love those points as well is and this is the thing about like growing and scaling your business is you can't do it all yourself right so you need to delegate things like yeah. uh, trying to run too many businesses and just do everything yourself is impossible so whether it's vas or other team members or you outsource things whatever way and that's even in life like outsourcing your lawns to people. Like it doesn't yeah. just have to be about business, yeah. right? That's is right. You know, yeah. we get our shopping delivered. Yeah. That removes an hour, on, yeah. right? You know, to go to there and shop and things like that. So how can you be more efficient in what you do um, throughout your day in, you know, listening to audiobooks if you like listening to that, do it while you drive or while you're getting ready in the morning or yeah. whatever it is. So understanding how you can collapse time and do multiple things at certain times or just do that. So then that way you can actually fit more in and do more than what most people can do in a day. Yep. I love that. Cause we all, you know, there's definitely times when we all have time, idle time where we're just, you know, bumming around and we could be doing things, but that's not to say as well that, and this is what I've been thinking about lately a lot as well is not to say that you shouldn't take a bit of that time to take a break. Like just because technology and systems have allowed us to fill our days. So, you know, dramatically, 
doesn't mean that we should. Yes, like, I agree. I think it's really important to take a little bit of time out, even if it's half an hour, an hour here and there, just to go for a walk, just to take a drive, you know, eat your lunch, you know, just because the time is there, our tendency is we're going to fill it. But we should force ourselves and be aware of and be mindful not to do that. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And, you know, this is where burnout happens, right? With a lot of people because they're pushing themselves too much. Yep. And I am, you know, I purposely, I don't drink caffeine. I haven't drank for many years, right? Yep. And um, because it's a stimulant, but not only is it a stimulant, but, it, uh, you know, recently on, I heard on Joe Rogan's podcast is that this big doctor came on. He said it actually inhibits your awareness of how tired you are right so so this is the challenge right so now because i don't have it i can tell when yeah. my body is tired because yeah. i've been pushing myself so yeah. i just go okay i know i need a break right now um now whether that's you know just going for looking around away going for a quick walk you know doing some breathing whatever you know there's a lot yeah. of things depending on the time that you have that's but right. also like you said getting out there getting out doing a bit of a walk at least or you know walk your dog by yourself um you know, chill out is definitely needed. Um, like I, I, I don't just go, you know, for like 16 hours a day. That is not me, right? I need breaks in between things, but then um, I make sure I give myself that time, but then I'm really focused on do the other things because it's easy to sort of just plod in between stuff. So how can you be hyper-focused, but definitely self-care. And I, I like to take my shoes and socks off and, and walk on the grass and ground myself, right? Because nice. uh, even though people might think I'm probably weird if they see me at the park, <laughs> in the public parks, right? Yeah. But um, And do some breathing. But I don't care what other people think, right? In the end, because it doesn't matter. People always judge no matter what, right? Um, so I don't care what other people think. I just care about myself and my self-care. And I know when I do that and I breathe and do that, it's like, bang, I'm like so energized. And that really helps me and make sure that I am caring on myself. And if you push yourself a little bit much during the week and it's yep. sort of calculating over a few days, make sure you're resting a bit more on the weekend, right? You know, like that to then sort of chill out a bit. Don't just go hard. Yeah. Every day. That's right. That's right. And even plan for it. If you know, you're going to have a deadline on Friday and it's going to be a busy week, make sure you don't schedule anything for the weekend. Give yourself time to recharge. Whereas a lot of people will just look at their diary and I do this as well. Oh yeah. People say, what are you doing on Saturday? Oh, Saturday's free, great. But then I haven't thought about what was the week like. Maybe I better just keep that Saturday for recharging. So I think, you know, it, there's a lot to be said about planning and organizing. I think, you know, it's really important. But that's kind of my next question for you is I want to get a sense of your own um, schedule. You know, what, what do you like in terms of how you plan your day, how you plan your week, your month? Are there certain things that you do every day at the same time or are you a bit more... Um, free in that respect yeah this is an interesting question i think this is a personal thing for, yeah, for people for sure. um and for me i like to be more flexible okay. i don't wake up at the same time every day that right. is not me okay. because <laughs> life is different right life yeah. is busy sometimes and especially because i have clients overseas or in different countries sometimes i have to get up a bit earlier for you know to, to be on things sometimes i have to stay up a bit later whether that's doing something here or or just you know whatever it is like that so i I don't actually wake up at the same day. Yes, I have a routine in the morning that I follow. I think that's important for everyone is having a routine that you you follow in the morning um, in whatever that is. Um, but for me, I I, I don't want to like obviously 
have meetings at 4am or something like that. I have some boundaries around when I, when I do things, yeah. but if I have to stay up a bit late, let's say I've got a deadline or maybe I want to roll. Right. And I'm doing something in the evening and, want to get it done. Yeah. you know, and you're like, oh, I'm just, I just want to smash this out because it's going to be good. And I might stay up to 11 or, yep. or 12 or something doing something, but then I know, okay, cool. I'll make sure the next day that I don't have anything too early. I'll get ample sleep. And then I can wake up and still be productive that next day, not trying to, you know, push myself too much. So I am flexible like that. Um, and I think that's that's important. Now, some people just wake up every day, you know, they go to the gym early, whatever like that. And that's fine as well, yeah, right? Like there's routine, no, routine, yeah. you know, your routine that works as well for some people. But for me, I don't like that as much. And maybe this is the, the multiple things that we do, the variety stuff that we like um, as well, that maybe it becomes part of that for me too. But I think, um, in terms of what I do, like revenue generating stuff is obviously important where possible in a business sense. Um, but in terms of uh, like doing that earlier in the day rather than later, I'll aim to you know connect with my wife later in the day, make sure I have some time where we're chatting and stuff like over dinner, um, you know, or you know getting ready in the morning, whatever it is like that. But having some time where we can connect. Um, and obviously, I've got various meetings and time that I'm allocating to do things um, throughout the week. That's just standard. In terms of the morning routine. Like I think it's important, or I'll elaborate a little bit more on this, where you have something that gives you some consistency. Yeah. And so for me, um, you know, apart from doing normal things, but there's a couple of things that I do, and that's um, having a cold shower in the morning is yeah. really powerful. And I've just I've, a friend of mine was just talking about that, the power of that. I said, oh, a bit too crazy for me, but I'd love to hear your take on it. Yeah, it's um for anyone that's like a little bit skeptical and going, oh, I love my warm showers. I could never do that, and I was a bit like that before. Um, I, I recommend you read or listen to the Wim Hof method book. Wim yes, Hof, that's, um, that's what he was mentioning. Yeah, yeah, because it talks a lot about the science behind it, right? And um, it is harder in winter, like right now, to do it definitely than it would be in summer when it's nice yeah. and easy. But all I would say is that um, you know, and, and it's about the breathing. So, and what Wim Hof says is great. He says, listen, you don't have to have a, a shower for 10 minutes cold. It's yeah. you do your normal shower. That's warm, whatever temperature. Then at the end you do a cold shower, right? So it's pretty simple. Two minutes, just cold and two minutes. The last yeah, two Well, you can actually start. What he says is start at 15 seconds. Right. Okay. Right. And what I did is I would get my phone when I first started and I would set it to 20 seconds. And then as I press the button, I would count down like five, four, three, two, one in my head. And then I would be under the shower doing it and it would, my alarm would go off and I'd get out. Right. Yeah. And I was a bit like, like this, cause it was, you know, you're not used to it. So yeah. breathing like box breathing where you hold it for a few seconds. Uh, sorry, breathe in for a few seconds, hold for a few seconds, breathe out for a few seconds, hold for a few seconds, roughly. That's really good. I do that a few times before I go in. So when I go in, I'm just breathing normally. Now it doesn't affect me. And it's like within a second, it's like this really nice feeling, even though it's it's a bit cold, um, but it's like, I know that it's so good for the immune system and it wakes me up. So no matter if you have a little bit less sleep or you just want to be really switched on and great for the autotomic nervous system, so many good things for the body. I won't get into all of that stuff, but I definitely feel better. And my wife was like sick with like a flu. It wasn't COVID, but if we for like two weeks, right? Like bad, like nose, you know, stuff, oh, stuff yeah. came out of noses, all that stuff, right? Like for two weeks. Right. And anybody would think you always normally catch it, right? If, if you're around someone like that and I did not catch it for those two weeks. And I put it down to the cold showers that I was taking <laughs> because the immune system was so high to what I was doing, right? And, and I wasn't staying away from it or anything like that. Um, it was because of that. So it's, it's very powerful what the cold showers can do. So I think that's important. And then towards, you know, as part of that as well, I'll do some like 
affirmations, incantations to myself. Um, what's important for me that might be the opposite of my limiting beliefs, um, yeah. you know, that I want to empower myself in or just new things that I want to empower myself with yeah. um, at that time in the morning or setting up my day to really just get myself um, in the frame of mind. So I think those are a couple of things that I do in my morning routine that I think are important for body health and mind, as well as, you know, um, putting ourselves in, in the right foot forward. I love it. Do you meditate as well? I do. Um, I, I'm not like a daily meditator. I do it. Um, it's, it's the same, right? Like I like to mix things up a little bit. Yeah. So like when I do my breathing, I do some breathing. Um, you know, as I said, if I go grounding or things like that, that'll be a bit of a meditation. I'll do some breathing in and out with my eyes closed and I'll meditate for a period of time. But I do it periodically when I feel that I need it. Um, that's the way that I find for me, some people like it daily and it's really great. That's fine. Um, and they might do it for X amount at a certain time. But for me, it fluctuates. And, you know, one of my coaches said, like, you know, with his coaches as well, is that like just a few seconds can be meditating. It doesn't have yeah, to be yeah, 15 minutes, right? You can just sit there with a few breaths yeah. and you could be in this really great sense of mind and go, okay, awesome. That feels great. I feel like I've got it, you know, or it could be. Even just three good, long, deep breaths in and out make a huge difference. Right, exactly. So I do the meditating, but yes, definitely um, when I need it. I think, and I think that's a key thing. Like I, I take vitamins, for example, in the morning. Now I don't take a multivitamin. I take vitamins that are, you know, solving a particular problem, like being an entrepreneur, right? So I used to get muscle cramps when I was in my late school years. Bad. I played a lot of soccer, right? And I researched it, and magnesium was awesome for muscle cramps. I started taking magnesium. Never had a muscle cramp ever since from that go. time, right? So all these little things would either prevent things that I take, or are fixing a certain problem or something that I have. So prevention or something I want to enhance, whatever that is. Um, it's the same, you know, in, in what you do. So understanding, you know, these different elements about what you do is, is important. And then you can basically enhance your life, right. In that way. Yeah. I love it. And Nathan, what about, um, you know, to further go down that track of mindset, do you, um, do read a lot of books? Do you put stuff up on the wall? Do you plan heavily about your next five months 10 months two years three years or what's your philosophy towards you know that type of thing yeah mindset extremely important um you know i think no matter whether you're not a business owner you're a business owner um everyone gets different results no matter even if they've learned the same thing it's because yeah. of your mindset so um and we've all had limiting beliefs growing up from our parents and things like that so it's understanding what they are and you know i'll tell you what i do in a minute but one little tip that i'll give people right is that the simple thing that you can do for your mindset is whenever you get that negative thought, because people definitely get them, some more than others, is catch it at the time going, okay, oh, business is hard, right? Or, you know, I I hate this, right? Or whatever it is. I hate jogging, right? We'll use that as an example. Yep. Then you're like, okay, well, what do I actually want to believe? What's the opposite of that that's going to make me enjoy what I do? Oh, it's, you know, I, I, business is easy. Business is simple. I love business. I love jogging. Jogging, yeah. you know, is great for my health, whatever it is, right? And you can stack these things and, and then say it out to yourself out loud if you can, or if you're around other people, maybe just in your head um, and note it down as well in your phone. This is what I did a lot at the start. And I would then put this on my list in my notes every day. And that's what I would tell myself every day when I would rescript myself um, in those moments. So that's a key thing that I've done for many years. And 
In terms of my mindset, definitely read a lot of books. I prefer audio books yep, myself. Um, even though I buy the books, I buy both. I like having the physical book because sometimes I do read physical books, but I prefer audio books. And I'm actually thinking of the future of my children and I want them to read these books as well. Um, so that's, um, you know, always strategizing ahead. But I, I normally buy both. Sometimes I've heard people, you know, read and listen at the same time, but I listen to them because it's more efficient. Yep. In my morning routine, when I'm driving, you know, other areas that I, I listen to them always um, got something that I'm listening to. And then in other ways, in terms of my mindset, um, yeah, th there's, there's a lot of things that come to it, right? And it's up to you, you, you got to really want to grow at the same time with your mindset, like it's a choice of growth. I love that. Yep. And finding coaches and mentors that are going to help you get that way because you can only do so much yourself because we're in this box, right? We've got our own perception and it's hard to see outside the box when we're in it. And that's why we have coaches and mentors, people from outside of us, because sometimes they can be more of a mentor and tell us what to do. But what is great about a coach is they ask the right questions and they get you outside of your standard perception to have realizations and breakthroughs and things like that. So I have many coaches in business, in life, right, that help me to move forward in whatever I need to do in any area of life or business. So I think that's really important for my mindset. That's a constant upgrade, right, in, in um, doing that. So I, I think that that's important for everybody. Otherwise, you know, you're going to be doing the same thing all the time and you're wondering why results aren't changed because your, your thinking is the same most of the time. And that means and one key thing, right, there's this little table I show people is everything starts from your belief. And that's a choice, right? Whether you want to keep believing the old stuff or you want to choose to believe something new, then from that, you make a decision, positive or negative, whatever you want to do. Then you make a commitment. If you want to commit like us to our podcast or whatever like that, then you take action and then you get a result. Okay. So when you understand this flow, then it's like, well, it all comes down to the belief. So what are you choosing to believe? And do you need somebody else to help you to change that belief? Or do you have the power enough into yourself to be able to change that to move forward? Sensational. And I, I love that. And um, one thing you said a bit earlier really struck home because it reminded me of something that I've heard as well is say you wanted to, you know, start jogging routine. You don't say, oh, jogging is hard. You say, how can I make jogging easier? If you say how, if you ask yourself, how can I make this easier? It automatically turns your brain into thinking creatively about how you're going to achieve something and you're not switching off. You're actually switching on. Yeah, I think that's really powerful. It is. And one thing to add to that, I just realized from a mindset perspective for me is a lot of people think they can only have one or the other of something, mm -hmm. right? I can't jog because I've got to look after my dog or my kids or I've got to do this or whatever, right? So they they try and do one or the other. But it's the, the question on top of that, which I love, is how can I do both? Beautiful. Right. So this is a thing in business. Well, we talked about the multiple businesses as well before is how can I do both businesses? How can I make this work? How can I, you know, go for a walk, but also enjoy jogging? Or how can I do this and spend time with my partner or friends or whatever like that? How can I do both? It's a very, very powerful question. And you can do it if you have the intention to do that. And as soon as you do that, you'll work out how, and then you can be like us where you can do multiple things. Yep. I love it. I love it. And I mean, my view on multiple businesses or multiple things, not to blow my own trumpet at all, because I'm just, you know, I'm just a small potato. I'm nothing. But I think when you do a few different things, if you have the right mindset and the right awareness, you can actually allow yourself to really learn from one or two things and adapt what you've learned to others. Like, because you're so 
you know, everybody is so used to just doing one thing one way because that's how it's always been done or that's how it's always been taught. Whereas if you can draw on and, in, and get inspiration from other total, totally different businesses or totally different uh, activities or sports or anything, or you know, even your local cafe down the road, and think about how I can apply what they do to what I do, then that can really be fun because you can start really cross-pollinating everything that you do and you can create this cocktail that's quite unique. And I think that's really important because I think a lot of people just get stuck in doing things the way it's always been done, you know, but until someone goes and changes it. Yeah, this is conceptual implementation. How do you take something that's doing well in somewhere else, whether it's a business or some other of life, and how can I incorporate it here? And if you do that, you're probably going to be unique in doing whatever it is in that other thing that not many other people are doing too. I love that. Yeah, And you've got to have fun as well. Like you've got to, you've got to think about, ah, think outside the box. You know, you think very laterally. How can I apply that to that? How can I apply to that? And then business becomes very creative. And, you know, that's fun. You know, if you're a creative person, you, you know, you generally like to, you know, businesses generally are creative. Um, so I think that's another little extra benefit of, you know, doing a few things at once, um, not only for the cash flow, but it gives you this creative boost and you can enjoy different aspects of your life because of the different things that you do. Definitely, mate. I love it. Completely mate, agree. Love it. But mate, I'd love to talk more about your podcast. So tell us a bit more about, you know, obviously you've done 150 or so episodes. So well done. That's incredible. Um, tell us a bit more about the theme of the show, what kind of guests you get on and, you know, tell everybody about how to find it. Yeah. Thanks mate. So yeah, hosting the business growth show, um, bit over three years, over 150 episodes now and, and going strong. And we've mentioned before some of the, the big names, you know, that I've interviewed like Jay Abraham, Bruce Buffer and many others. Um, Darren and- Saul, of course. So, oh, yes, that's right. And yourself, of course. Um, awesome. Many, many big names. Um, I love it. Um, so, um, yeah, it's, it's been a powerful journey. And and basically, I'm talking about all areas of business because it's like me. I've done the MBA and this is what I teach. And I think some people might have specific things, which is fine, but I'm, I'm a bit more like you. Like, I like to be more more broad because there's so many of these nine areas of business. Like, I talk about, you know, strategy, planning, mindset, you know, branding, marketing, and sales number systems and leadership, right? So there's all these areas of business. Um, so how can we then touch on all of these topics? And it's all based on interviews with people that I do and get a lot of gold. And it's not just obviously the the knowledge and, and specific things that you can do in these areas, but I think the mindset part and the beliefs and how people think, especially the, you know, the, whatever level you are, but especially the successful people, because there could be one thing that they say or do and you're like, wow, how can I adopt that? How can I model Right, because that's the that's the quickest way to success is modeling Definitely. successful people, people that have already achieved something that you do, and the behaviors, the mindset, the thinking behind that. Right, so it's uncovering that as well as a lot of gold um, in what I do. So yeah, really enjoy the podcast and um, yeah, keep moving forward and um, yeah, helping a lot of people. Um, you know, in that's the fantastic. Business. And the podcast is on uh, Apple, Spotify, everything. Everything, YouTube, all, YouTube. all the great places uh, where people right. want to find it. Definitely, uh, right. definitely check it out. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Yeah. Right. Well done, Nathan. And if people want to work with you, I mean, what um, would be the best way to to find you? And and what you know, what would you like to concentrate on, or what would you like to tell people that you are focusing on at the moment? Yeah, you know, the key focus and where I can help the most people is through my business coaching mentoring um, there. So I think if you know, if you're a business owner. Um, and you've got some traction, 
Uh, I, I work with six figure, seven figure, even eight figure business owners right now, right? So in the in the tens of millions as well um, that I'm helping. So it doesn't matter what level you're at, as long as you've got some traction in your business and you just maybe a bit stuck or whatever like that, and you're wanting someone to bounce ideas off, help give you direction, accountability, help your mindset to increase at the same time and giving you a, a lot of strategies no matter where you're at and then um, help bring partners in. That's what I do um, and helping to think ahead um, because... <clears throat> You know, I've done I've done a mindset session where someone said it's worth the whole year with me with them and they had their best month ever and they had a you know um, for for many years that they've been in business or I spoke to someone a previous client that's you know wanted to go with another coach and then a few months later they called me back and said ah uh, we they weren't a strategist like you Ethan they didn't think ahead and we had to put our business into liquidation oh. three months later and, we, and I, I set this business up so well for growth and they moved and that's a, that's a bad story right it's unfortunate. And so, but she, but she thanked me going, okay, I didn't know what I had um, and everything like that. So be aware of, and, and, you know, yes, I'd love for people to work with me, but just generally find business coaches and mentors who you resonate with, right? Whether it's business, whether it's life um, that you think can help you. Um, and, and that's going to be the key thing, right? So if people think that they'd love to learn from me, all these areas of business and their, and their mindset, then um, yeah, reach out to me on my, my website's great, athancassiotis.com. Um, you know, Ethan is A-T-H-I-N-C-A-S-S-I-O-T-I-S.com um, or yeah, on the social platforms on LinkedIn and Facebook is probably the two biggest ones that I'm biggest on, but I'm on all the platforms as well. And uh, if you want to get some, some awesome free value, I also have a, my business growth summit where I teach, you know, a lot of these nine areas of business as much as I can in a, in a couple of hours or so. Um, so if you want to go to businessgrowthsummit.com.au, um, you can get a, get a taste of um, what you can get um, by working with me, but feel free to reach out anywhere and I'd like to have a chat and whether or not I work with you or whether or not I pass you on to somebody, right? That might be a good fit for you at the same time in that way. Happy to, to help wherever I can. Beautiful. And your summit's like a half a day event or? Yeah, at the moment it's two hours, but it will probably um, go into four and then a full day event um, soon okay. enough. So I'm, I'm increasing it to, to make, give extra value um, as we do. So um, yeah, I think it's a, it's a powerful, it's virtual at the moment, but it'll probably become uh, in-person and hybrid as well soon. So uh, yeah, looking forward to expanding that and, and getting more people uh, to help them grow their businesses. Love it. And do you focus on any particular niche um, for, in, from a business point of view? Are you happy to take on any business at all? Um, I can technically look after stuff, but what I like to focus on is service-based businesses because um, that's where my businesses have been and where I've attracted most of the businesses. Um, yeah, products are another ball game in itself. Um, so, But service-based, I've dealt with so many different types of services and there's a lot of correlations. Um, we talk about exceptional implementation before and even like that, that you can do. And we can really ramp up a service business quite quickly, less capital is needed um, to, you know, really grow and scale it. So I really enjoy service base. So if you provide a service in one way or another, then yeah, you'd definitely be a type of business that I can really help. Love it. Oh, fantastic. Ethan. Well, I mean, lots of great information and resources there for people. Um, mate, I really want to say thanks for coming on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure. I've really learned a hell of a lot. I'm going to have to listen to this a few more times to catch all the gold and then start implementing it as well. Yeah, thanks, uh, mate. I think, and thank you for having me on the show, mate. It's been a pleasure. And uh, no, I had you, had you on mine as well. And um, yeah, it's been a, it's been awesome. Thanks for having me. All uh, right, absolute pleasure. And I always like to give my last my guests the last word. So, you know, for all the potential um, entrepreneurs out there or entrepreneurs that want to take their business to the next level, can you give us, you know, your last final thoughts on maybe the next six to 12 months or what they should be thinking about um, to really help them succeed? 
Yeah. The biggest thing that I'll say is it's all about a shift in your identity. A lot of the time, the reason why you're not getting to that next level is because you haven't shifted your identity into the next level version of yourself. So think about ahead is, you know, we talk about these many years ahead or whatever it is. What's that next level for you? Is it the transition from, uh, you know, a job to a business owner? Is it from a business owner to a multiple business owner? Is it to an investor? Like, what is that for you? It can be different. And then what are the beliefs and everything that support that? And really stepping into that. Um, and it, at the start, it takes a little while for you to catch up to that element, but you have to really step into that. And if you step into that identity, um, you know, that's where you're going to be able to propel yourself much forward, much quicker, um, obviously with a lot of support in the background to help you. But that would be my biggest tip to everybody is wherever you want to go, step into that now, believe it in the now, and you will be able to attract it to yourself. I love that. So important. And there's a great quote, actually, that that reminds me of. There's a guy called Dr. Paul Homily. I don't know where I found this quote, but it says, make all decisions based on the person you would like to become. And I think that's yes. such a fantastic quote because it's exactly what you're saying. It's, you know, we have different stages in our evolution and you can't rely on the tools and the mindset that you used in past stages to get you where you want to go in the future. You have to change your mindset and you have to upskill. And, you know, thinking about things in that from that point of view really makes you aware of that and you're much more open to um, growing than always just doing things the way you've always done them. So I think that's really, really great advice. Yeah, definitely, mate. So true. And um, so definitely everyone, think about that next level version of yourself, believe it in the now, and then, yeah, make it happen from there. Love it. Well, everybody, I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Um, Ethan, thanks again for coming on the show, man. That was a fantastic one. Um, everyone, we'll see you very, very soon for another episode of Playing With Perspective, the Suspended Animation Podcast. Have a fantastic weekend. And um, if you want to, chat to Ethan. I'll put all the links and details in the show notes, get in touch with him for some coaching, jump on his summit. You know, he's got, check out his podcast. It'll all be in the show notes for you to have a look at. He's a great guy, full of knowledge. And, um, you know, I've known him for quite some time now. So I think he'd be fantastic to work with. So everyone out there, have a great one. Ethan, thanks again. And we'll see you next time. Bye for now. Thanks again for joining me for another episode of Playing With Perspective, the Suspended Animation Podcast. If you would like to join me as a guest on the show, I would be delighted to collaborate. Feel free to buzz me on 0414-659-800 or email me on darren at suspendedanimation.com.au. I'm always on the lookout for great guests who can share their stories and expertise with my community. Also, if you have been thinking about putting your own podcast together, and not sure where to begin, look no further. I run a really simple three-part podcasting course, one-on-one -on -one with me, where I walk you through the entire podcasting journey. You will end up with a fantastic new podcast to start sharing right away. Feel free to get in touch to discuss further. But for now though, have a fantastic day and I'll see you next time.